Welcome to the Trailhead, where trails start and stories unfold. Welcome to the show, everyone. Now here's JD. Welcome to the trailhead, where the trails start and stories unfold. In today's episode, we journey to the Philippines for an exclusive look at the Petron Philippine Overland Expedition, the Phil Locks Pacific Coast Challenge, with our guest, Tim Tuazon, CEO of Mototesto Overland Equipment. This extraordinary 177-mile off-the-grid competition from General Nakar Quezon to Dingalan Aurora and back tests the limits of off-roading, resilience, and teamwork. As they gear up for the Phil Locks from February 20th to the 25th, we'll dive deep into what makes this event a pivotal adventure for participants and spectators alike. We're exploring the impact on local communities, the environment, and the unique challenges of off-roading in the jungle. Stay tuned as we unfold stories of the human spirit, adventure, and the sheer will to conquer the unbeaten path. Enjoy this first episode in what we're going to call our Waypoint series, where we interview the newsmakers, gear creators, and off-roaders with great stories. Now, let's get tires on dirt and start this conversation. Welcome to the Trailhead where trails start and stories unfold. I'm JD. Today, we're venturing into the heart of the Philippines for a special episode on the Patron. Patron, or is it Patron? Patron. Patron. Yeah. Uh, Philippine Overland Expedition, the Flocks Pacific Coast Challenge. You are going to test my enunciation all night, my friend. <laughs> this 117-mile journey from General Nakar Quezon to Dingalan, yeah. Aurora, back to Manila. Is, yep. I practiced this today. Yeah, I feel good about it. Um, back to Manila is an off-the-grid extreme competition that tests resilience, teamwork, and off-road driving skills. Teams tackle challenging terrains in their 4x4s, facing trials like jungle survival, technical driving, and night navigation. As we delve into this year's flocks happening from the 20th to the 25th, we'll explore what makes this event a remarkable testament to the spirit of offering. Uh, we'll discuss its impact on local communities, the environment, and the unique aspects of off-roading in the Philippines. Uh, joining us today is Tim, and, and this is the only thing I couldn't prepare for. Is it Tizan? Tauzan? Tuazon. Tuazon. I was completely yeah. off. Sorry, man. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the show, my friend. Thank you for coming. Glad to be here. So you guys are, you're about a month out from this now, aren't you? Yeah, um, exactly a, a month. <laughs> exactly a month. All right. So you're, you're a busy man. I appreciate you yeah. taking a few minutes. Yep. Good. Cool. Yes. Uh, so real quick, um, give us a, a quick breakdown of um, who you are, first of all, um, and what the Patron, 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 Philippine Overland Expedition is all about. Um, uh, let me introduce the event. Um, the, okay. uh, our company, uh, we, our, our company is Mototesto Overland Equipment Philippines. 
we import overlanding gears from uh, United States, Australia, uh, Europe, and South Africa. So, um, uh, overlanding is pretty uh, new uh, in the Philippines. Uh, way back when we started, nobody knows uh, anything about overlanding. Uh, but we were uh, able to to uh, generate and introduce this lifestyle um, since uh, since uh, the our uh, uh, found, founding date of the company. So we also, aside from importing, since uh, this is this lifestyle, it's pretty new to most of the uh, the brothers and sisters here in the Philippines. So we <clears throat> we also do event so that they can experience the lifestyle aside from uh, uh, having the gears um, having the gears are cool uh, make their trucks look great but uh, we wanted uh, also to introduce and for them to experience the money they spent and the gears they have so we also create small events um, average uh, once every two months Okay. Um, a small event, but uh, in 2016 we started, we started uh, a bigger event once a year. We called it the Philippine Overland Expo. Uh, nothing. It's not affiliated in the Overland Expo in the US. It's also not. Uh, I, did Did you get a cease and desist letter to tell you so? No. And, uh, no, because okay. uh, it's a, uh, it's a. Uh, uh, it, they're also not registered in the Philippines, and the name we use is uh, we have the Philippine Overland and uh, well Expo is a uh, XPO, so gotcha. so it won't be any conflict or any branding related and different logo. We just have, but it's not. It's also not a show that you put up a uh, boot. It's purely um uh it's like a jamboree. It's a trail about 40 mm-hmm. kilometer inland. If you uh, are familiar, the super volcano here in the Philippines that erupted, that was dormant 600 years and erupted uh, way back in 1992. So, uh, right now, it's all uh, already uh, dormant again. So, there's a trail. <laughs> <laughs> there's a trail going up there, the crater. Uh, at least two kilometer outside the crater. So, uh, uh, that's really cool. Yearly, we we do the event. We we okay. organize. Uh, we started 2016 from uh, 50 rigs. Um, then following year 80. Then up to 2020 before the COVID lockdown. Uh, last event of February 2020, we recorded uh 377 um vehicle that joined. Uh, we have wow, that's a long train of people, man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's a forty-three kilometer trail. So from there, um, we we stopped organizing twenty twenty-one and then came back twenty twenty-two. But this time we tweak it as for uh, there's a there's a campsite and there's a competition. So to to uh, bring the game up and also the the uh, recreational camper they can see the excitement on how extreme the 
the four by fours can get through. So, mm-hmm. uh, Petron uh, is the largest fuel company in the Philippines. So, uh, we partner with them. Uh, of their guys knows uh, also joined uh, the uh, yearly camp event, and then uh, he wanted to to get it pe- uh, Petron involved. So yeah, so that's how it happened. You. Okay, yeah. So this, hey, that's the best way to get a sponsorship going. Yeah. Yeah. So the Philox. So we called it Philox. It's a Philippine Overland Expedition. Okay. Right? Philox, there you go. Yeah. That's a lot better than Flox. Yeah, uh-huh. all right. Yeah. So it, okay. uh, it's 120, it's 120 kilometer of extreme off-road, extreme jungle. Here in the Philippines, it's a, it's really jungle. It's a rainforest, <laughs> right? Yeah, dude, like what? So I, I don't know if you can see what's going on behind me, uh-huh. but there's, I've kind of got some desert video going on uh-huh. here, like, I'm in Colorado, so that's, you know, we're high country. Mm-hmm. I live at 7,000 feet. I regularly wheel at, you know, nine to 10,000 feet. I don't do mud. Like I occasionally when I get to some of our southern states, yeah. but I was watching some of this video and man, these guys, you're in the mud. It's yeah. just, it's just deep. Yeah, deep, deep mud. What's the average vehicle that's registered for that event? Uh, like okay. that's a serious competitor. Yeah. Uh... There's a lot of Toyota Land Cruiser, especially the Civic oh, 80. Okay, yeah. the Toyota guys are going to love that. Yep, and uh, also Nissan. Really? Yeah. Uh, we have okay. a Nissan Patrol here. I think uh, they don't have in the in the US, but uh, uh, in Dubai, they're, they're pretty uh, pretty famous. And also, but uh, 70% mostly Toyota. Seven, yeah, okay. I mean, that... That makes sense based on their proximity and their availability, especially some of the parts for the the Toyotas. It's a lot easier yeah, to get parts yeah. for that. Yeah. So is a Jeep not a Jeep is not a regular thing for you guys to have in your. Uh, it's a pretty regular thing also, but uh, on okay. the on the last competition, I think there's only uh, out of the ninety competitors, there's only uh, four Jeep. Okay. Yeah. We're, it's okay. I, I I don't feel that underrepresented. Look, it's, my Jeep is a pain in the ass to, yeah. to maintain. Uh, it breaks all the time, uh, and I'll be the first person to tell you it's horribly unreliable. So I get it. You don't want to be fixing one of those things in the in the friggin' jungle, if I'm being honest. Yeah, but this year, there's uh, there's two teams represented from the Jeep Club Philippines. There's uh, two teams uh, that is joining the the competition. So good luck to them. <laughs> I mean, I, hey, we'll see how it goes. Yep. I, I just, I don't see, I just, I can't see the axle putting up with the mud like that. It's just not, not a newer, not the newer Jeeps. I just don't feel like they're, they're prepared for it. So, uh, well, this, I don't one, know. this, this one are uh, all JKs. Oh, okay. They're a little bit tougher then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So this thing takes four days to get through. Yeah. And. I read this right, and I think I saw a social media post. You guys, you have spectators for this, right? Like, it's, is it a big spectator thing, too? Yeah. Well, most of the spectators are all campers. There will be the spectator because you to to see the event or to, okay. to be able to be at least one-third of the way, 
you you need a proper four by four because uh, there's okay. a four uh, river like in the vids that we need to cross. Okay. Yep. Including people that want to just camp and be Correct. part and Correct. be there. Correct. But uh, the, the okay. video this uh, this is a four a.m. in the morning. Actually, they they go go in as high tide, so that's why it's a oh. bit deep. Oh, so you make it even nicer. You put them in there when it's deepest. Yeah, dude. That's see. For those of you who are listening, we're watching a video, and these guys are door door jeep. That dude just got out. The inside of that vehicle is completely wet now. Yep. And everything like they're just stopped. Like you guys got plenty of rescue vehicles. It looks like you guys take safety pretty safe, uh, pretty seriously. Yep, yep. But... Uh, so in the in the other side of the river, there's actually heavy equipment waiting. Oh, is that what you guys said? I saw the bucket truck on your Facebook yep. page. Is that uh, is that the other purpose for you? Yeah, yeah. And also okay. there's uh, there's uh, we call it the bulldozer and the backhoe. How long do you think they've been trying to get that truck out of there? The sun's coming up now. Uh, about an hour and a half. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and he knows. Yeah, so you were there for this one, I understand. Yep. Wow, that's, yeah, like I just, so we don't, there are some places in the states here where we get some some river crossings like that. We might get a, you know, I, there's a, a couple of places in Colorado where you can get a deep-ish kind of a crossing like that, maybe Utah. Uh, definitely out in, you know, some of the so the southern states in Florida. We Like Florida is probably the closest thing that we have to you guys. It's just that deep, wet, constantly humid, you know, humid mud that just, it's all year long. It's just getting new stuff, you know, churned into it. Yeah. Uh, I think Are these? Yeah, go. No, go ahead. I think Florida is, has a tropical-ish kind of weather as, uh, also. It's probably about as close as we're going to get to you, like yeah. if we're, if we're somebody here in the States. So do you, and what time you guys, so you guys are doing this in February. What's the weather like there this time of year? Okay. It's a, a rainy, end of rainy season on that side. Because uh, uh, in the okay. Philippines, oh. uh, east coast and west coast of the Philippines has different uh, weather. It, it, not surprised by this information. So I live in a place where my weather is different than the people that live five miles from me. So, <laughs> okay. All right. And so they're timed legs of it. What kind of... Uh kind of stuff are they going to encounter other than jungle? Are there like specific obstacles that you guys put in front of them? Or is it just kind of the, the stuff that's along the, the road? Yeah, there's some uh, obstacles. Actually, we uh, this time we tweaked the event uh, a little bit. We created the man-made tracks outside the, outside the jungle. So it will be in the town so that uh, we can gain more uh, audience, uh, it's like an okay. exhibition stage. So, uh, people, this town is pretty pretty far away. It's not a, it's not a city, but a, it's a country town. So, right, people there, residents there, can get more, uh, uh, see more excitement, and then uh, mm -hmm. we're pushing through inside the jungle. So, the event it's not only about uh, the vehicle, but also there's a, there's a endurance and skills uh, like uh, 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 winching your vehicle uh, without a winch using uh, lug and uh, rope okay yep so also how to make your uh, uh, high lift jack uh, as a winch so manual cranking um, yep 
also how to how to uh, change your tire or reinflate the divided tire inside the without any other uh, compressor or any other tool. Okay, yeah. that's those are all good skills to have in general. Um, if you've never taken, uh, and this is for anybody in the states too, if you've never taken a class where they show you how to use a high lift as a jack and you have a high lift, you're doing yourself a disservice. Um, We had, we had, um, well, sometimes you just need that a little bit of a tug and you just need to get yourself up a little bit, or you just need something to brace yourself. And uh, I think folks get out there and they don't think they have the right gear and it's right in front of you. But yeah, there, there is a proper, uh, there is a proper way and learn from somebody who knows what they're doing and showing you how to do it. Uh, but there is a proper way to use a winch, or excuse me, use a high lift as a uh, basically a come along, um, and it'll, you can crank it up, and it's it's fantastic to have. Uh, just make sure that you're learning from somebody to do it. Don't like like Tim here. Um, so one of the things I've noticed about a lot of these videos, so now that's a built Hilux. Yep. See, that's the Hi- Hilux is something. Is that the word you're looking for earlier? It's Hilux. Yeah, yeah. Um, the real. They're very much something that people want here. Uh, it's very much something that I hear a lot about. Um, I mean, they're just tanks. Yeah. They, they look like tanks. But it's a, so, it's a pretty cramped inside. Unlike your Tacoma, it's spacious, but this one, it's really uh, cramped. Really? Yeah. Is it? Do you think it's bigger, or do you, or do you think it's because of the way they designed it, or do you think it's because they're two very different vehicles in terms of their overall size? Uh, yeah, I... I think on the specs, it's it looks like only two three inches uh, difference uh, narrower than the Tacoma, but it's really, really uh, cramped uh, inside. Okay. I I mean I for me I'm six foot six, so everything yeah, is cramped fit. for me. You won't. Fit. No, I wouldn't. Not, I barely fit in a Tacoma. And even then, it was only because my Jeep was broken. <laughs> and I needed a ride. Yeah, uh, there's a Jeep crossing, right? Oh, oh, there, oh, there is. I see it. Yeah. Uh, I also noticed that he hugged that inside line real hard. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't looking for any holes. Yeah. <clears throat> What's uh, so? And I'm going to try to do some quick math because I know you're going to give it to me in metric. What's the average like tire size that you guys have for this event? Uh, it will be uh, 35 and 37 inches. Oh, thank you very much. That was awesome. I didn't have to go looking that up. So 35. Okay. So that's very doable. Like I, all right, I feel better about this. I still think it's insane, but I feel better about that. That's because uh, that's you know one of the things that's gotten real big here is, and I saw you had a couple of them at your show, like the big jeeps with the forty-five and you know the forty-inch tires, and um, they're they're not as really they're not practical in any way, mm-hmm. you know, other than for the purpose expressed purpose of off-roading uh, or rock crawling or whatever it is that you want to do with it. Uh, so it's kind of nice to see this being just kind of a, a middle of the ground, you know, the ground. I mean, that's at least for us. I don't know if 35 is a big tire for you guys. Is mm-hmm. that like the the top end? What's the bigger end for you guys? Uh, 35 is a uh, norm. Uh, usually that's uh, uh, what usually used for uh, event on a daily daily drive um, okay. for a modified 4x4. Uh, but um, these these tires are put into specs requirement to join the competition. Uh, we don't want mm-hmm. to overkill and oversize the 
production uh, vehicle. Yeah, that's nice. It's I, it's nice to see that stuff still be accessible. I, I think we're starting to see some of this stuff pop up here, but you know the the Overland Expo is just that here. It's just an expo. It's just an event where people come to stand out. They don't do, you know, it's not like an organized event like this. How many people do you have coming through here for this? Uh, that the com competition team it's uh, consists of thirty teams, three vehicle per team, so times. Uh, 90 times 2 that's 180 competitors plus the average campers will be 3 person per vehicle so we're looking at around 500-600 people okay it's not too bad yeah and that's that's a, I mean that's a decent amount of people to, to voluntarily go out into the middle of the jungle <laughs> yeah <laughs> there's a lot of crazy people here fun crazy fun <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, there. You go. I, I think you could only have an event like this if they were if they had a good time doing it. Like there's, it's just there's a lot of, and I know you know that from a you know just from an event perspective, putting this stuff together is a lot of work. But just being a part of these things is, you know, making the plans to be there, getting your rigs ready to go for this kind of an adventure. Like there's a, I imagine these guys spend a decent amount of change on their vehicles and try to keep them from breaking while they're out there. Yeah. Yeah. They they have they they prepared for uh, at least six months before the event. Uh, oh, it's mean to get their vehicles ready. Yep, yep. That sounds about right. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's, I mean, we go through off-roading seasons here where people like here in Colorado, we're in the middle of off of off off-roading season. We are off our main season. It's too snowy and icy. So a lot of us are home trying to fix our shit so we can get back out there in the spring. So 35 inch tires, uh, 37 inch tires, a lot of Toyotas. Uh, you guys, you guys don't do a whole lot of rooftop tents, right? I didn't see a whole lot of those coming through here. And I know that's kind of a new phenomenon. Is that something that's gaining any popularity by you guys? We introduced rooftop tent way back in 2011. So that right now there's a lot, but on this competition, they they strip the vehicle uh, uh, basic to mm. so keep the weight low because when you get into uh, waist deep mud, um, a heavy rooftop tent or anything uh, to add weight it will give you a hard time to put from pulling the vehicle out. So you can see on the on the competition side um, there's very few rooftop tents. And also when they enter the jungle, there's a lot of uh, uh, branches overhang that can uh, damage or get your rooftop tent stuck. Get stuff hung up on. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense than I gave you credit for on that one. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, I can tell you firsthand um, that mud and weight do not mix. Um, yeah. So yeah, this, I, this, this FJ, this FJ uh, it got stuck in water. Uh, until it's dashboard, but it still runs the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you can see on the I know, and that's <laughs> yeah. Again, that's another vehicle where if the interior wasn't so small, I would love to have yeah. one. They're there. They're little tanks. Um, yeah, I'm not surprised by the information. I bet you it smells now, though. <laughs> yeah, I, you can't get that much water in a nice vehicle like that without it smelling after a while. Mm. Don't. Uh. My Jeep still smells, and it got wet four years ago in <laughs> Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and so what, what's the chances you guys are going to have like rain like this and stuff, this kind of, uh, additional wetness. 
Ah, uh, okay. So, so this place, it's always uh, raining even uh, in a summertime. So, okay. That's one of those spots. Mm-hmm. All right. So you're just expecting it. You're just going to be wet for a week. Okay. Sounds fun. Man, it's, yeah, this, this FJ is just floating. Like, I can see he's actually not making any contact. Yep. yep. Yeah, that's the one problem with the FJs is they're, it's hard to lift them up. What got you inspired to get this started? Was it you or is it somebody, was it, uh, I'm sorry, I put his name up here someplace. Mar? Mar? Uh, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, it's Mar's idea. We're doing, uh, while we're doing the, the camp event, uh, why not let's put up uh, a camp and a, a competition on this place? Because uh, this this location is very famous in the Philippines for extreme off-road. Way back in 2012, we're the one who re-established the trail route from this because this this location is actually a historic location where the japanese invasion army there it's their route when the, they're go, retreating from the from the uh, u.s forces so oh really yeah we, okay. we called that mountain uh machine gun hill because uh that's where they're um machine gunning the the japanese retreat Wow, you you beat me to that question. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. that's wow. That's a fascinating nugget of history. And I, do you guys, you just drive past that on the way through your stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That the route is actually uh, uh, it's been uh, after World War Two um, uh, for about a, a decade. It's been a lagging route, but uh, the government okay. found lagging, so it's been forgotten for almost. Uh, almost four decades. So it sounds about right. Uh, 2012, we and uh, some of the enthusiasts, uh, we thought of uh, reestablishing that trail, looking for that trail. So uh, I have the video also there somewhere in the in the YouTube. So it's uh, not on a playlist, is it? No, no, it's a different playlist. Okay. It's uh, called uh, uh, Uncharted. You know what? We'll have you back at some other time. We'll talk about. I'd, I'd love to talk more about Philippine stuff. Actually, I know if we had more, uh, if we had more runway for for our interview time, I probably could have had a couple more of our hosts join us, and they probably have more questions. So, um, I it, it's one of my goals for this the show is to kind of get a, a more of an international vibe, give people a bit more exposure to stuff they don't yep. normally see. Um, and recognize that, you know, yeah, this is, this is kind of similar to off-roading in Florida. It's a little deeper. It's probably a little more humid. Uh, there's there's less. Do, do you have alligators? No, 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 we don't have. We don't. Okay, so the, you don't have alligators. So no. uh, Lino uh, from Ibis Off-Road, if you're listening to this out in uh, Florida, you can know that there, you are still home to the alligator problem and scourge of the off-road community. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, it's. I, it, it's just something I, I want to do here. So last year, uh, you guys, so last year was your first one, right? Yep. Yep. 2022, actually. 2022. Yeah. So 2022, uh, October should be a reason why we move it further down the road. It's uh, because October and November is a typhoon season. And actually on the <laughs> event, uh, a week prior to the event schedule, this location was hit. That's why you can see all the all the vegetation are clear. Oh, yeah, look it, at that. I wouldn't have noticed it. Yeah, uh-huh. It was hit by a Category 5 typhoon. Jesus. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, 
I mean, man, that's just I, I can't I don't even know what to do with that. Like you and you went ahead with the event. Well, I mean, I guess the, the wasn't likely you were going to get another category five event uh, mm -hmm. in the next six, seven days. Mm -hmm. So but that still that's I mean, that's that's a that's a lot of weather. That's a big deal for weather. Yeah, we, we so yeah, I can see why you moved it. We postponed it a, a month, but during that uh, period, we did a lot of uh, leaf work and uh, charity event uh, on the place for rebuilding because most of the houses there are wiped out. Oh, I can only imagine. Yeah. The roads that you're using for this, they're mostly old logging roads? Yeah, it actually, are there any... it's per, uh, actually first, it's a, it's a retreat route uh, uh uh, put up by the Japanese uh, army, then it's right, become, right. it become a ragging route. Okay, and so do you guys? And I, I guess my question, my follow up question to that would be: so are, are these government sanctioned roads or trails, or do you guys have to get a special permit? Do you have to like what's? Is there any kind of legal behind that? Because we have a whole lot of stuff here about that kind of jazz. Uh, okay, so on this route, on this road, it's actually public, uh, public domain. So uh, it's not literally a road. There's no road. There's no road. But uh... I mean, based on the video I've been looking at, yeah, you're correct. There is no road here. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Uh, um, it's not a government-sanctioned uh, road, so you just need to. Okay. Well, you can go anytime you want, but uh, you got to have the will and determination to yeah, do it. Yeah, but it's better to to inform the local government that you're going in. Um, they might they might ish, uh, introduce you to a guide. At least if you got stuck, they know that you haven't gone through, and they they can search for you. They can search for you. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, that that is sound advice. No matter what continent you're on, uh, make sure you tell somebody where it is you're going. Not into the middle of the forest, jungle, desert, whatever it is you're gonna do. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that sounds like a decent plan, at least. Yeah, but for this event, it's all uh, coordinated with all local government offices from both sides, so that it's a big it's a big group of vehicle that uh, they have to expect, uh, so that they can manage the the traffic flow and uh, all the facility and we also coordinated with them for uh, safety security and uh, medical people and the reason i bring that up is because yeah we have all kinds of rules and laws like there are regular dirt roads that we can take here and uh, we have uh, trails that are managed by one agency and one group here and then they're managed by another it's a hot mess and i mean it, I guess when you have a category five coming through once in a while, the chances are it's just going to wipe away a whole lot of that damage. Isn't it? <laughs> well, I just, I can't get over these river crossings, man. Like what, what's the deepest part of some of these crossings like that? If that FGA got up to the bottom of its dash, what is that? Three, four feet? Uh, I think it's about four feet, about chest deep. About chest deep. Well, that's for a normal, uh, and that's just chest deep. It's not chest deep for anybody who's following along that I'm six foot six. Uh, um, it's that's going to be like here on me, board. just under my. Yeah, okay. There you go. I've seen a lot of the night. I've seen a lot of the jungle stuff. Is there, is there any scenery along the way? Because like I'm a scenic guy when it comes to this stuff, and if I'm going to be putting in this much effort for mud, I should be able to see something fun. Yeah, actually, when the, after this uh, part of the machine gun hill crossing. It will open up with on a on a nice uh, beach, but uh, okay. yeah, 
but uh, it's not uh, it's not recommended for swimming because it facing Pacific Ocean. The the current it's too strong, and uh, some some fisherman has uh, able to catch a great white shark there. Oh yeah, I would again, fantastic reasons to stay away from those areas. Yes, yes. Um, so let's see. So so far we got hurricanes and great white sharks. I, I, Lino, he might be beating you when it comes to the alligators. Now um, I hate to tell you. I see. There's a lot of people here with the built rigs. Does does anybody sign up that's like brand new to it that hasn't been doing it for very long? Or these are all built vehicles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all built, uh, purpose built vehicle. But okay. it still maintain its production class. It's a uh, fifth tire, able to seal the the ECU uh, mostly, and then lights. So, okay. Yeah, there are there are some teams who join just for fun. Uh, there are some uh, uh, pretty new, but the experience on uh, standard uh, off-roading. Uh, but uh, yeah, they're they're crazy enough to join. All right, All right fair enough. <laughs> And are you guys full up for this year, or do you have more spots open? Yeah, I, I uh, we're capping it at the thirty teams. Uh, we're right now around twenty-five. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I don't think our audience is gonna have the wherewithal <laughs> to to get on an airplane. But hey, you never know. And if you do, get a hold of me because I need a sponsor. So, um, <laughs> um so. You've got so this year you've got some more obstacle stuff in here. As you guys have gotten this prepped for this year, do you anticipate doing some uh, more changes next year? You're going to kind of wait to see how this year plays out, or is there some stuff that you want to do in the future? Yeah, actually, um, the our sponsor Petron uh, is uh, requesting also because uh, uh, if you see the geography of the Philippines, there's divided in three major islands: uh, Luzon, where we are. Then there's Visayas and Mindanao. So um, part of their request is also to make an, uh, that sort of an event also in somewhere in Visayas and somewhere in uh, Mindanao. So Luzon is the topmost island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the big island. It's uh, Luzon on top. And then the scattered uh, smaller islands will be the Visayas uh, down, yeah, down there. And then Mindanao okay. is the far far lower bottom of the big island. Yeah. Yep. Most of your participants are locals, right? Like you haven't drawn a big international group yet? Yeah. Uh, mostly local. Um, unfortunately, okay. there are uh, some international group who are interested. But the uh, uh, Philippine law okay. prohibits uh, from importing their vehicle. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, Like even temporarily for yep. an event? Yeah. Yeah. There's no law for that. So... They're trying to fix it, but uh, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no. Well, no, that's, that's yeah. That's just a weird. That's a weird thing. Like I've I've heard. Uh, I mean, there's almost an industry of vehicle tourism where people move their vehicles around for that kind of stuff, and it's kind of surprising that the Philippines has left themselves out of it. So yeah, that's well. Good luck, man, on that one. I hope <laughs> they manage to. I hope they get that for you. Yep. If I were to, you know, come into town to do something like this, I'd sure as hell like to take somebody else's vehicle and not my own down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's say, let's say someone is interested in coming in there next year, um, local or not. What kind of advice would you give them for that six months and that preparation to come to kind of get ready for your event? Okay, so if you're a uh, uh, foreign from the uh, Philippines, the best way to talk is. Uh, to find someone who can build your vehicle 
uh, ground up here and then after that it's either if you had fun and then you want to do it again you can uh, can just safe keep the vehicle um, or after that you can sell the vehicle you can you can't export the vehicle right um, it will be also hard because uh, uh, way back 2017 uh, we joined the Malaysian uh, rainforest challenge so we uh, ship our vehicle out but we have to pay a big chunk of uh, amount for a bond okay just to get the vehicle temporarily to Malaysia and then bring it back on a certain period or else uh, it will uh, forfeit your bond it's about uh, I think 30,000 US dollar that's it's I think it's meant to be uh, uh, cost prohibitive for a reason right um, that's about it is there is there anything else that you really wanted to talk about when it came to your came to the event for either, you know, this year or uh, getting prepped for next year? Or you know, um, one of our goals uh, actually we we love to see uh, people outside the Philippines uh, come visit the Philippines. It's a great country. The people anywhere you go, it's very hospitable. Uh, Do you guys have like uh, uh, Jeep and Hilux rentals there that you can? at least get out into like i imagine like I, I don't know like here there's there's a lot of rules about where you can take your rentals so i don't necessarily know that anybody's gonna be okay with you taking their rental up here yeah actually in the philippines it's a uh, very very few rentals because uh well vehicles are expensive here uh it's like uh let's say your average uh jeep uh jl rubicon right now um brand new you can get it at around uh... wow like for <laughs> like a simple like and i take it as like that's not going to be the best like the yeah. best of the best models right that's kind of your middle of the road jeep yes yes it's a two liter turbo jeep uh rubicon a two liter turbo yeah a two liter turbo all you three sixers out there the two liter turbo <laughs> wow that's amazing all right yeah i yeah, I so that would be my message to uh, to everybody else too is start uh, putting some off-roading tourism dollars that way. And uh, I mean, the nice part about this is that you know you guys are this is your second year doing it. Uh, it sounds like you at least have a I mean, based on what I'm seeing I've seen so far. Like it sounds like you guys have a really good operation going here, and you're starting it off really early on in that you know, that step forward for you guys. So it's kind of nice. it's 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 good to see, man. I'm gonna be honest with you, I. I I don't think the the jungles for me in that one. Uh, I will say this: Pope and Randy, who are normally here, I think this is right up their alley. Uh, even uh, Lily and Jason would probably get a kick out of this. I am just uh, I am past the age of being able to do the the heat and humidity. But I mean, this would be so much fun. Like we just we don't have terrain like this anywhere in the states. Even I mean, I say Florida, but I, there, it's just not as wet. It's just not as much moisture. And I, I get, too, that this is going to be right after rainy season. Oh, wait. So, wait a minute. Hold on a second here. So, is this – you were saying earlier that uh, this wasn't rainy season when this was done the last time? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. It's just uh, starting uh, on, on that on their rainy season, but it's still uh, not the rainy season. So, it's going to be just after or during the rainy season? Um, uh, for this is, uh, um, on the end of rainy season. 
So, oh, oh, all right. I'm going to look forward to that then. I'm guessing you're going to have more than one FJ that gets swamped. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know why I didn't do that math better, but yeah. Well, uh, I would like to invite uh, anyone uh, outside the Philippines. If you love to come to the Philippines, we're happy to take you around. All right. Yep. Yeah. We'd uh... love to show the Philippines uh, uh, all around the Philippines. So, yeah. I think uh, we've got to find a way to get you guys some vehicles, and uh, we'll turn it into a rental company down that way. <laughs> I think I think that's the way. We, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we'll do it somehow. Um, cool, man. All right. Well, uh, what's the website that people should go to if they want to get information? Yeah, okay. You can go to mototesto.com. Okay. And all the information is there for you guys. You haven't posted any details about next year yet, right? You're you're just trying to get Not through yet. the next uh, four or five weeks insane, or uh, yeah. and keep your sanity intact. Yes, yes. All right, all right. Well, mm. Tim, thank you so much. Um, we'll uh, wrap it up here. If if you guys are interested, uh, please uh, check out the Patron Philippine Overland Expedition, uh, and pronounce that last piece for me. The the uh, short of it. Uh, it's Phil Ox. Philox, uh, Pacific Coast Challenge. There you go. All right. <laughs> awesome, Tim. Thank you very much. All I right. appreciate you taking the time out. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time at the Trailhead.